From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Baby, love this intro, TC. Big Ten Soon. games coming? Well, maybe, right? You know, if, uh, but welcome back. Hour to uh, Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, if indeed we do get this Big Ten essentially taking over the landscape on Saturday, television-wise, you know, potentially start at 11 o'clock in the morning with the big noon kickoff on Fox, and then you dovetail into CBS if they pick up because the SEC's gone. Yep. Um, whoever has the whoever picks up the Big Ten rights, which apparently CBS is in the hunt for that, so they own the middle of the afternoon slot. And then to carry it one step further, Notre Dame comes to an end. Whoever they played on NBC and NBC then goes to the second half of the doubleheader, and it's the Big Ten. Trent, how much? You know what? The hundred million dollars per school that's being floated mm-hmm. out there. Who's to say that's out of line? Right. I mean, you you think about this, and your three biggest games of each and every week are going to be on over-the-air broadcast television, something that becomes more and more important in today's cord-cutting environment Mm -hmm. where all you need is an antenna still. Right. And so many people that have cut the cord have that part Mm -hmm. of it. I was forced to do that the other night, go to my office during the DirecTV Uh storm on, what was it? It was was game two of the NBA. You're right. Yeah, Sunday Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. And... People have that. People go that route, and now you're going to have those games available. It would be a huge coup for Kevin oh. Warren if he's able to. to Will that change that your Ke- opinion on Kevin Warren? No, but that's kind of what he was seemingly one of his strengths, right? That was well, a big we'll find out it, yeah. uh, if indeed he lives up to that um, uh, that part of the or the reason why he you know is in the spot that he's in. But man, they will dominate the landscape. Do you need ESPN to if, have a piece? To even if it's the fifth selection every week. Yes, I think you do. Even if it's the 6 o'clock or the 6.30 kick on the deuce. Well, it'll probably be the 11 a.m. game. I, I think they still like that. It'll be Rutgers-Michigan State. Mm-hmm. It'll be Indiana against Wisconsin. You know, those right. kind of games. It's still a game. It's still on there, and you go that route. You just don't want the SEC to have a complete stranglehold on ESPN no, you and don't. vice versa. No, and, and look at... Um, Leagues need ESPN. Look, at the NHL is a perfect example. Yes. Out of sight, out of mind. They mm-hmm. weren't on ESPN. They didn't care about hockey. Yep. Now they're on ESPN. They love the game again. So, yes. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a fair question. All right. So let's get into some of these point spreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Point, our friend Chris Andrews, who will join us tomorrow, and we will find out uh, you know, on some of the bigger line movements. I mean, I find it hard to believe there will be a bigger line shift uh, from his original Cyhawk line that he put out there. He had Iowa favored, what, 13? 13, it is down to now a touchdown at the South Point. There is one bigger, though. These are the biggest point spread moves as of the weekend from Chris's opening lines. The biggest, Navy. They were getting 19. Now they're getting 12.5 at Air Force. So that's the biggest one. Six and a half Air points. Force is the juggernaut when it comes to the academy? Uh, 
Apparently they are. Well, no, that's not true because Army's favored 10 over Navy. I did see that. Uh, The second biggest move, though, is Iowa State from getting 13, now just 7 against Iowa. Some other big moves. How about USC? They were getting 12 in the opening line from Chris. Now just 7 at Utah. Utah's going to be good. They're going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Preseason top 10 by a lot of different Are we over um, uh, giving too much credit to Lincoln Riley and the instant turnaround for that program? Brought in a lot of transfers. He did. Absolutely did. They're going to score in a big-time way. Blitnikoff winner. Changing the culture there. Uh Uh-huh. Probably pretty easy to do. Okay. It was a rudderless ship for the last four years. Yeah. I... I'm in on USC. And by the way, have you seen the the house Lincoln Riley bought? Have you seen the pictures of it? My God. It's it's good to be Lincoln oh, Riley. Oh, jeez. It's good to be Lincoln Riley. I'll say. One other big shift from these initial lines of a game that we probably care about. I love this rivalry. Third Saturday in October. Went to this game. Alabama-Tennessee. Mm. This year it is in Knoxville. Tennessee's going to be better. Alabama was favored in Chris's initial line by six and a half. Now ten and a half. So people came in and pounded the Crimson Well, see, Tide. I thought that, yeah, I, I said Tennessee's going to be better, and they are. Mm-hmm. I didn't think six and a half would be the number. I think he shortchanged that one a little bit, and the betters reacted. So those are the opening lines. We got the rest of the opening lines here. So what jumped out to you? You want to hit the local well, first? Yeah, the fact that Iowa State's only listed in one of the games of the week, the fact that uh, the Hawks have, what, four or five yeah. of the 99 feature Iowa, and the, the only one that, um, uh, when it comes to Iowa State, is the Cyhawk line. The fact that the Oklahoma game is, you know, or or any of the, uh, Iowa State's opponents uh, weren't deemed we- worthy to make the games of the week. So, uh, was there been any other movement as far as the Iowa lines go? Nope. Those are at least the major point spread moves. It might be a point or two here, way one one way or the other. But so Michigan's favored three. Michigan favored by three at Iowa. Iowa gets nineteen when they go to Columbus. Uh-huh. Uh, the Wisconsin is a, essentially a pick'em when they played Kinnick. Wisconsin a one point favorite. And and the Huskers get six on Black Friday. Also, the Iowa-Minnesota line is listed by Chris, November 19th. Gophers by four. I'll take four in the Hawks. Yeah. Give that to me. Give me a field goal in this game against Phil Fleck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll sign up for that in a big-time way. You had to make a bet on the Hawkeyes of the listed line. Of all of them? Of all of them that are listed in the Iowa games, which would be the one you're jumping on? Well, I I won't jump on it because I don't bet the locals. We know that. It's the Cyhawk line. It's the Cyhawk line. I think his original line is closer to the way the score is going to play out. So if you had to make a bet right now on the Cyhawk game, you'd lay the seven. I would would be comfortable laying more than seven. You'd lay more more than ten? Yes. More than 13? Well, that's where he came that's out. The bu- that's the when buyback When we were line. speculating, I don't know, a month ago or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought it would be nine and a half, ten. See, and I was right around to touch. You were. You were. And that's what it's ultimately going to settle at. I just... How's Iowa State going to score? Fair question. Right? I mean, I was not great offensively due mm-hmm. to the QB. Mm-hmm. but And the I, coordinator. Well, and the coordinator. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. Um, it's a hell of a one-two punch, right? The 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 Brees Hall's gone. <laughs> the tight ends are gone. Mm-hmm. Xavier Hutchinson is a really nice player, but it's not Brock Purdy getting him the ball. And we think Decker's going to be okay, but it's just that we think that's just it. We don't know. At so at this point, yes, I think I was going to have their way with them. So you're looking at what a twenty-three-seven kind of game? Yeah, something like that. Ten, something like that. Now I, we don't know. Either one of the teams got a kicker, right? 
And, and we know that Iowa's been very fortunate over the years. Mm-hmm. And last year, the Clones had maybe their best kicker of this century. Yeah. Certainly the most reliable. Um so, so of, to answer your question, I think it's that Iowa over Iowa State. Interesting. For me, how about you? There's something that already stinks about that Iowa Michigan game after what we saw in the Big Ten Championship mm-hmm. game a year ago. How tight this spread has been everywhere that right. has been posted already. Yep. I'd be initially, I thought it'd be Michigan more like a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I know it's in Kinnick. We know what Kinnick can be, but that's where I figured this line would be. I think Michigan's going to be very good again this year. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same defensive line, obviously. Right. With, with Hutchinson. <laughs> Two are gone. <laughs> and, and a Jegbo. They were just, yeah. they are maulers. Mm-hmm. There was nothing you could do against those guys. This is still Michigan. They're still talented. I think they're going to be better offensively. They're going to be better quarterback this year. It would be Michigan. I think it maybe feels like a trap, mm-hmm. but I would lay it with the Wolverines. See, I think I, I think when I, when I see Wisconsin-Iowa essentially a pick em, mm-hmm. I mean... Wisconsin. Yeah, give me Badgers. Right? Yeah. You got to prove it. Exactly. And Iowa hasn't proved yes, it. Yes, exactly. Against Wisconsin. Does Mertz take a step this year? A step back to New Jersey? Is that where he's no, from? Philadelphia? No, no. Because remember when he came in? Oh, I mean the hype around this well, kid. We came in Monday and you said this guy's well, going to win. Well, I watched him play against Illinois on a Friday night. He just tore the joint up. You were going Bino Cook, Ron Paulus <laughs> winning three Heismans. I mean, it was, well, it was a slow down. Did it's, I have a three? No, I remember two, but. <laughs> You were all I was. On I was. Yeah. And it very quickly fell apart for him, mm-hmm. too. It's not something where uh, we had a great game. You saw quickly. Mm-hmm. That was an absolute. Now, I'll rush. tell you a line that I, I'm surprised you didn't say Nebraska because you like Nebraska to win the football game and you're getting six. I'm getting six. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably jump on that. I'd grab the Huskers and the points in that spot. Yeah, I'd be leading that direction. I'd certainly grab the points with Iowa against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That Ohio State game. 21 at FanDuel, 19 is what Chris has at South Point. Mm-hmm. They can run it, they can throw it, There's they can something. catch it. You can know Iowa they... catch up? I uh, know. For Iowa to even cover, what's Ohio State going to score against that Iowa defense? That's a really good Say question. Say there's not short 31 fields. at minimum. So that means Iowa's got to score two touchdowns? Can they do it? Mm. I know the Buckeyes have had their own issues defensively. I just, I am so broken with my thoughts of Spencer Petrus. Mm-hmm. And I understand... You're not alone. At times, I can maybe be too hard. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid. Get that. Right. He's just not a good quarterback. Right. Is it as bad, though, as maybe my my mind is making it up to be? You go back to the end of 2020. You it, saw something. You did. Yep. There was something there. Yep. After as dreadful of a quarter as the we've ever seen. The pains were starting to dissipate. That first quarter against Illinois, he was as bad as any quarterback yeah, can be in college was. football. He, he was. And then he made one play. Was it a little swing pass out to Goodson? They got a first down. And then it was almost like the calmness came about him again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am being too hard. I don't think so. I don't think he's the right guy. I don't think he's a guy that can lead them back to what they were a year ago. Winners of their division and back to a championship. I just, I don't see it. Schedule is so much more difficult this year. Yeah, the Wisconsin and the Purdue problems that they've had. Some of those rivals. So one of the rivals has got to be able to beat them, right? Mm-hmm. Minnesota or Nebraska or Iowa State. You figure the time has got to come at some point for one of those. Well, teams. And, and, and you mentioned all the transfers at USC. Look at Scott Frost. They continue to add dudes to that roster. Yeah, I'm not real worried about it. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. The transfer market for a program like that, again, rudderless ship. Mm-hmm. Kind of what do you I like Thompson, the new quarterback? I do. I, I like. Would you rather have him than Martinez? Oh, by a billion. Would percent. you? Yeah. Oh, it's not even close. See, I don't think he was the problem on that team, Martinez, last year. He's tough. Did you see the turnover numbers? Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. 
That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Because for every great play you make, you mm-hmm. make two boneheaded plays. Yep. And that was but the But Thompson lost his gig at uh, lost his starting role last year at uh, at Texas. But he got gained it back. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I and the, here's what else I took away from this. They love Oklahoma, the line yes. makers. Love Oklahoma in the Big 12 this year. They think Oklahoma's going to roll. Yeah. Roll through the conference this year. Uh, prove it. Um, do they believe that uh, do the schedule makers think that Oklahoma State's the best team, the second best team in the Big 12? You see what they did? They moved that off of uh, uh, Rivalry Saturday. Oh, they did. Bedlam's not the last game of the year. Oh, I see that. Yeah, November 19th. 19th they've got a week. So instead of back-to-back weeks, the same two teams uh-huh. potentially, air right. quote, playing for the Big 12 championship, they've got a week of uh, separation. I know Oklahoma plays Texas Tech. I'm not sure who the Cowboys play in the final week. So we mentioned the Iowa State game. That is currently 7 now at South Point after opening at 13. I'm so intrigued by Alabama at Texas. I-, I would lay the 12 right now would with you? the Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. I-, I know it's a road game, but... I got to see more out of Texas before mm-hmm. I'm jumping on and Clint yours and everything else there. Uh, a couple other national games, if you will, early on that really jumped out to me. Where is, uh, what week is the matchup when Utah goes on the road? They go to Florida this year. Is that what it is? I thought I saw that as I was bouncing around a couple of different games. Utah, they're favored all over the place, though. Favored by 19 against San Diego State, favored by 12, as mentioned, against USC in the opening line there. Is Utah going to be that good, though? I love top, the coach. Top ten, good. Yeah. Um, Do they go a minimum ten and two? Then I think they've got the talent. They're they're built to that every year. They're right around there. Yeah. It, maybe it just feels like a a bit of a stretch mm-hmm. to be able to do that back to back. Maybe it's just what Utah was and what they morphed into. I'm slow to come around on these. You know, I'll finish this with back to where we started when we started with the academies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Navy's apparently going to stink, right? What happened to Navy? Air Force is favored in the Army Navy game. Air, um, uh, Army's favored 10? Yeah. Army's really good, though. Oh, and they've won it the yeah. last two years, right? But that they finally snapped that incredibly long streak of, of Navy winning the football game. Um, I don't know. It's just great that we got point spreads. We have college football, and it gets closer every day. What's Ohio State favorite? Uh, what's the uh, Michigan Ohio State line? Oh, let's go to rivalry week here. Buckeyes favored is by it double digits. Thirteen and a half. Is it really that big? Chris is all in. A lot of people are. How about all the Iron Bowl? Buckeyes. Iron Bowl. Alabama. Twenty-one. Auburn is eighteen. 18? Okay. On the opening line, other rivalry games that week: Notre Dame at USC. Notre Dame at USC. Going out to the left uh, coast. Tight number, Trent. USC. Mm. Uh, pick them. Five. USC is in that matchup getting five at home. Getting five. Getting five. You jump so on I USC. I would have made them a slight favor, like okay. one or... Okay. Uh, Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State, minus two for the Ducks at Corvallis. That's a tight line. It is. Maybe not a big believer in in Oregon, year number one with the new staff. Uh, Let's see. Florida, Florida State, they will play that on Black Friday this year. Yeah, the the uh, the Black Friday uh, slate of games isn't it expanded? It has. You got Arizona, Arizona State, of course, Iowa, Nebraska, NC State, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, Utah State, Boise is listed here, along with Florida, Florida State. And there's quite a few other games. Usually, get a few MAC games that are happening that day. So, Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Ole Miss uh, Thanksgiving night. Who's the favorite? Ole Miss Kiffin, by right? three. Yeah, he's brought in a lot of transfers too. Yes, he has. And he's um, got to find a quarterback. 
Well, they, I, I read a piece that he thinks he has. Anyways, we'll find out. We'll take our time out. Come back. Bill Bender, more college football conversation as we inch our way to media days. Phil Steele coming up. Has he locked in a date to join us yet? Haven't got the date yet. We're working on a few times with him, but the magazines are ordered and they should be to us here within, I'd say, the next week and a half, awesome. two weeks. Uh, Miller and Condon, a quick timeout. Bill Bender will join us. Trent's play of the day, that's coming up. Speaking of point spreads, uh, no NBA tonight. One NHL game, but a full slate of MLB. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renner's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renner's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Come for details. Trent Condon here for the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show... I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. Well, my favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Chin.net. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. 800 bets off. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your baseball life. Now back to Miller and Condon 
1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. About 1130 on a Tuesday, 24 hours from now, we'll be speaking with our friend David Kaplan from the Windy City. Cappy joins us every Wednesday at 11.30. Right now, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, a weekly contributor to our program during the college football season and periodically throughout the offseason. Uh, Bill, thanks for coming on. How are you, Bill Bender? Are you starting to um, you know, get a little spring in your step as we inch our way closer? Or are you not wishing the summer away? No, I mean, a little bit of both. You know, you're always excited about college football, but at the same time, summer's gone the kids have been out of school here for a couple weeks so brother and sister are driving each other crazy and driving <laughs> their parents crazy a little bit process but uh we, we enjoy every second of it. no a- absolutely well let's uh let's ground the cover with you here uh bill i want to ask you first of all about arch manning of course peyton and eli's uh nephew cooper's son um where is he going to go to school? Because there's a lot of talk that he's going to end up in Texas. Alabama signed a really good quarterback. I don't know if that takes them out of the Manning sweepstakes. As I know you pointed out a couple of weeks ago in your piece, they did sign two in Mac Jones after all, um, and we saw what, how that worked out for both of those uh, both of those athletes. Uh, Eli uh, Arch Manning, who's the favorite to get him? I mean, either Georgia or Texas at this point. And- Obviously, it's going to be a, a huge signing because of the name, because of the legacy. Also, because on his own, he looks like he's going to be pretty darn good. Um, you know, the numbers, the he looks just from what I've watched on his high school tape, he's got a little more mobility than his uh, famous uncle. <laughs> and uh, I think he'll use that. So, um, Georgia's the place where he could go, probably win national championships. He goes to te- if he goes to Texas and is really like Heisman good there, Guys, you know you know what happens next, right? When you're a legend at Texas, yeah. everything's bigger down there. It's wild to think and what Texas can be. As you look at what Sark is doing going into year number two, that Texas program, the talent that has gone through there, the disappointment of what they've been as a whole. And, Bill, you and I are the same age. For us growing up in the 80s and into the 90s, Texas football really wasn't a thing. They were okay, but they were never a national player. This program overall, for all the money and all the advantages that they have in a great college town in Austin, why have they been so inconsistent for, well, certainly 40 years plus? I think looking back at it, the job Mac Brown did there is probably underappreciated yeah. because he was able to manage expectations, get them to a national championship, beat one of the greatest teams of all time, and then get them to another one in a game where Colt McCoy gets hurt early and changes the momentum of that game so yeah i mean i am with you like when i was growing up other than the cool uniform texas wasn't really a thing <laughs> yep. in my living room we weren't like we got to watch texas and it changed a little bit when they got ricky williams i mean he was the first kind of identifiable identifiable texas superstar i can remember Interesting. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News is our guest. Well, speaking of Texas, Bill, I saw for the first time that there seemed to be um, not uh, a, a a sign that, that Oklahoma and Texas may leave the Big 12 prior to the 2025. Now, Trent and I both thought that that was going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, we missed the mark on that one, but we don't think it's going to be 2025. Any indicator, Bill, as to what that year that's going to be? I, I still think it'll mesh with 25 Do you? around then. Uh, yeah, because... The money? The, the money, the TV, and the slow 
of the playoff expansion. And I think, you know, last week's an indicator that they're not in a big hurry because they couldn't even get the schedule to get it, right? They're still arguing over is it eight or nine? Six? Is it going to be one, eight, eight or nine? Yeah. Those things still, all of those things need to happen before they come over. What a go to Georgia. They break through. They finally get that national championship. They get it done against Alabama. They cross so much off the list as they win the national championship. Well, we saw the NFL draft. There are a lot of dudes that are not going to be running around on Sundays coming up this season. I know Stetson Bennett's back. You like what they have with Bowers at tight end and the wide receivers, but. Yeah, overall, that defense, I know they've recruited well, but could we see a many step back from Georgia? And a step back for them might be 9-3. and three. I mean, that's what Clemson had last year, and it felt like a disaster. But is it a stretch to anticipate Georgia take a step back after finally breaking through a year ago? Uh, they're still going to be pretty good in the East, though. And they still got two or three, maybe more, future first-round picks on that defense. The offense got Brock Bowers, one of the best tight ends in college football. They'll have the same strong running game offensive line. I still think they're a really good bet to win the SEC East. We still have them in a top-five spot. I mean, by a small step back, do I think they repeat as national champions? Probably not. But, I mean, still, Kirby, this is the test, right? When you lose that many NFL guys, can you rebuild and reload and replenish like Alabama and Ohio State? And, and my opinion, Clemson's been able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, there's a lot of love. Uh, maybe we feel it because we're so close to Nebraska, uh, but there's seemingly a lot of love. We see the uh, the the win totals come out from Vegas, the over unders. Um, they're they're favored in some football games that kind of surprise us a little bit. I mean, obviously, it has to happen that they do get to a bowl this year. Are you buying the Nebraska hype train starting to pick up steam again? I mean, it's going to come down to Casey Thompson, how he protects the football. Mark Whipple at offensive coordinator, going to change things around. Did wonders for Kenny Pickett at Pitt and the defense. But, I mean, with me, it's the same story with Nebraska. It's, they, they competed against everybody last year. Competed against mm-hmm. Ohio State. Michigan, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yep. uh, Iowa, yep. um, Wisconsin to some extent. And, um, but it was that one or two plays, that lack of discipline, that penalty at the wrong time, the ball bounced in the wrong way. When it happens that many times, something has to change. So, I mean, it is a big year for Nebraska. I think they can compete for the West, but I would still put them behind Wisconsin and Iowa. Wisconsin, your favorite in the Big Ten West. Do you think the Badgers bounce back? And they got quarterback questions there with Graham Mertz. What kind of development is he going to have? Is it the Badgers in the top spot for you, though? I still have Iowa right now. I mean, Iowa won it last year. I like their schedule. I mean, but they're... They're A and B. I mean, uh-huh. you know, it, they, they seem to trade, as you guys know, they trade off every year. And you know, the, the better team goes to Indianapolis. And sometimes Northwestern gets in the way. But, I, I mean, all of those discussions start with that. I like Iowa having their quarterback back. You know, I think uh, they got one of the best tight ends in the country in Laporta. And then on mm-hmm. the defensive side, they're, they're set at linebacker as usual. So I, I like Iowa a little bit better. Yeah, I'm with you. Trent and I had this conversation uh, earlier as well. Lincoln Riley, uh, is he uh, is he a uh, a lock to turn things around very quickly? I mean, is USC, they, they brought in some dudes, uh, but is USC back to be uh, to what they were, you know, under the uh, in the Pete Carroll era? USC, can they get back this year or is it going to take some time? Well, I always say time, but I mean, obviously, he did it quickly at Oklahoma. Um, but you got to have it in the trenches. Skill position wise, they're as good as anybody in the country now mm-hmm. with with the additions they made in the transfer portal. 
Uh, from an interest standpoint, there aren't too many teams that are going to be more polarizing than USC this year because of all of that, that, that Lincoln, because he left Oklahoma. I mean, people in Oklahoma are probably going to hate watch him all year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do I think they have it yet? Probably not. I think it's going to take a like or two, but they'll, they'll be in position to compete for a Pac-12 championship, no doubt. So 4-8 and eight last year, what would be a successful year for, for Lincoln Riley? Do, do you think that they have to win the South? For, uh, is there that much pressure on him in year one? Not yet, because Utah's loaded. Yeah. Um, Utah's going to be very good. Uh, they got to play Notre Dame at the end of the year. I mm-hmm. think that will be... That game is going to be circled, because I think both of them will be around 9-2. and two. And that, that'll maybe announce a shift in that one. It'll probably be for maybe a New Year's Day Six Bowl, something like that. But there is a, I mean, last couple of years, I, I'm going to be honest, I forgot USC Notre Dame was on. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah. now it's must see TV again. Yeah. A big time rivalry game. Love that one. And, and just the, the contrast in styles and, and what those programs are. It's great theater when both those teams are good. Bills, we look to the future. The SEC, well, division changes all over the place. You no longer have to have divisions. When you look at the SEC, is it more likely that they're going to go to a model of nine conference games, or are they going to stay at eight and continue with the four non-conference? I think they should go to nine. I, I do, because mm-hmm. the biggest reason why is in a 16-team league, you can do the 3-6 schedule. And you, so if you're a Texas fan, for example, coming into the league, you got your three protected games and you got six games that you play every other year. That means, uh, you can go to Bryant Denny Stadium once every four years and every fan base can do it. It, it makes the absolute most sense. Maybe not for some of the lower teams in the conference that are struggling to get to bull games, but they let five and seven teams in bowl games all the time now. So I think if you go to 16, that's the model you got to do. Hmm. Uh, Bill, the Big 12, uh, when it comes to their championship, like last year, I think took uh, caught everybody off guard. Uh, Oklahoma didn't play for a championship. Iowa State was you know in contention, or at least preseason. They were ranked in the top 10. They uh, expect, didn't live up to their expectations. Ultimately, it was Oklahoma State and Baylor who played for a Big 12 championship. Do we see two teams... Uh, not named Oklahoma and Texas, repeat last year's Oklahoma State-Baylor game? Um, You know, it, the Big 12 is going to be pretty wide open. I've seen Texas be favored. I think Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor isn't going anywhere. Uh, Dave Rand is a really good coach. They lost a lot of skill guys. And, and I think Oklahoma State is going to be pretty good with the experience they have on offense. So, I mean, among those four teams, you probably see two of them there. Maybe uh, – Iowa State and Kansas State can can break through again. It's it's, but it's. I don't know if there's a playoff team in that conference because I think they're going to beat each other up a little bit. Bill, I came up with the crazy theory a week or two ago. Ken and I were just talking talking college football. I love the idea that the Big Ten had during the crazy 2020 season mm-hmm. of Champions Week, where you played. You wouldn't know until the week before who you're going to play. Of course, the champion is going to be number one versus number two in the future. But how about you just continue that? For everybody, where you get down and you get, I don't know, Iowa plays Penn State in the final week of the season, and the winner of that game goes to the Citrus Bowl. Indiana plays Purdue. Or you have some kind of structure where that Champions Week comes back. I know it would mess with what's currently happening, but with the TV deals that are out there, you'd have to change the structure of what college football scheduling is about. But I thought it was a great idea. I think it's something that would be great for the sport 
to do something like that during championship week. Not only do you have the Big Ten championship game, you also got two teams playing for a bowl bid. You have two teams playing to get to a bowl game. Whatever it turns out to be, is that anything that even has any kind of realistic possibility of happening down the line? Probably not, but I did like the idea when they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did. I like the idea of like leading up to the the championship game in that fashion, and it was a creative way of scheduling, and, and the scheduling had to be creative. I mean, the thing, the SEC, it, it kind of reverts back to what I was saying earlier. The SEC is going to set the tone for everybody else with 16 teams because mm-hmm. then we're going to see if the whole super conference thing is viable, and that's the first one that actually looks like a super conference. Uh, Trent and I love to bet futures. We, um, we, we're just into it. Give me a, a team, Bill Bender. I don't care what of, of the conferences that they're in. Maybe underachieved last year. Maybe it's injuries, but a team that for whatever reason we forget that, you know, they were supposed to be good last year that didn't happen. But boy, watch out for them this year. And nobody's paying attention to them. Who would one of the, one or two of those schools be? Well, I mean, it's hard because the playoff pecking order is normally the same. I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty good. We were paying attention to them, but I like all the additions they made in the transfer portal as well. Um, I'll be honest, like Notre Dame kind of gets swiped away in playoff discussions because they play Ohio State first. And I would say, I would pitch back that they could lose to Ohio State, but what if they go 11-1? In same old discussion. They play BYU in Vegas, they play Clemson, they play USC. And uh, they're going to have really good defense, and they got the best tight end in the country, and Michael Meyer. Mm-hmm. And I think Marcus Freeman is going to do a good job there. Will you be in Columbus on opening weekend? Got to think you are. Yeah, I will. And I was there a couple weeks ago for the lacrosse semifinals, and I was just thinking to myself the whole time, looking around, I mean, you know, I said, man, this place is going to be rocking in September when Notre <laughs> Dame comes in here. I can't wait. Going to be rocking also when Michigan comes to town after the Wolverines Finally broke the long losing streak. Our buddy Chris Andrews at the South Point, he's got his lineup. 13 and a half the number. Bill Bender, you're making a bet here today. You're laying the points with your Buckeyes. Are you going with the Wolverines getting 13 and a half? Oh, I'd play too early for that. I don't know where Michigan will be then. Um, you know, the last couple have been crazy. And I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, money line looks good knowing that High State hadn't lost to Michigan at the shoe since 2000, which is just a crazy stat. So. I mean, last year, if Michigan can go in there and win this year, um, just putting it to you this way, Ryan Day's one and one against Michigan. He somehow goes to one and two against Michigan. They're not going to like it around here. <laughs> Who's the best team in the MAC? <laughs> you know, there's some good ones, man. I, I think uh, Western Michigan's going to be pretty good. Uh, you know, my Bobcats are going to get them back to a bowl game, and uh, we'll see how Tim Albin does with them, but. Yeah, you know, Western Michigan uh, among the schools got an eye on them. They're going to be pretty good with what they got coming back. Western Michigan, uh, they had a winning record last year, did they not? I think they did. Uh, Anyways, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. Thank you for doing this, kind of uh, giving us a little college football tease. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead, Bill. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yep. Okay. Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we talk college football. Coming up on 1145. Uh, we'll have Trent's Plays of the Day coming up next. Circus Sports sponsors that. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.
The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barn wood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy, of course, coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. The Fanatics at 3, Cyclone Insider Radio tonight at 6 combination i'm assuming of heinz pd maybe mm-hmm. birchie sprinkle him in there a little bit the register guys talking cyclones tonight at six o'clock well circus sports sponsors our play or your plays of the day no basketball that comes back on the slate tomorrow one yep. hockey game and a bunch of baseball i'm gonna play hockey tonight i was very surprised by this certainly new tampa was gonna be favored mm-hmm. kind of be minus 170 with the lightning it's too much Plus one fifty five currently at Circa on the Rangers. It's the best they price were out there. The best. They were the better team on Sunday. And Don- I know it sounds crazy. They yep. were up two nothing. Lost three two. Rangers outplayed them. I thought Rangers have some injury concerns at the center position. They've struggled in faceoffs. I think thirty three percent was the number that I saw here today. Mm-hmm. That's a concern. But at that price, plus one fifty five. Look, Tampa's Tampa. They've won. They're, they're the yes. two time defending champs. They got a bunch of uh, uh, graybeards, uh, veterans on that team. Mm-hmm. They'll be tough. I was going to go one of two ways. I was either going to lay one and a half with Tampa or play the Rangers money line. I and think and you should. After what you had said about the game three performance, I, I said I got to play the Rangers. That's what I'm going to do. And plus, I got Igor Nutt. Feel pretty good. Sure, certain. Feels pretty good with that. So yeah. we're, that's our hockey play for tonight. Rangers plus 155 against Circa. We say it all the time. Look across the board. Look at all the books out there. Look at the price you're going to get. And it's not even close. The Rangers at Circa, that is the best price you're going to mm. get. Plus 155. There's some 135s out there. Some really? 140s here. 155. Circa puts the lines out there. Let's go to baseball. Got an automatic play. You know what I'm doing tonight. The pitching, um, it's have, the Yankees and the Twins. Yeah, the pitchers have not been announced on either side. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the price is, <laughs> and it's only minus one forty. Yes, please, uh, Yankees. I thought minus the Yankees announced their. Did starter. they announce their guy? Yeah, okay. I, I don't. You're right about the Twins. Yeah. I don't know who's pitching. It's an automatic play, though. Yeah. Give me the Yankees They're minus so whatever. Good. And against the Twins, and we know the history, mm-hmm. and I've bitched about it for twenty years <laughs> on the air. All right, let's go to my first total I played, at least given out here on the air in a while. Atlanta against Oakland. Now, we see baseball Oakland's lines. So bad. They are, but they got Cole Irvin on the mound, who is probably their best pitcher right now. I, mm-hmm. I know who's the guy that's apple a lot of people's eye in the trade market, but Irvin's been really good. 
nine's the number, and like seven and a half is kind of the industry standard right now in baseball. I don't get this. I'm playing the under here. Give me the under. It'll be Kyle Wright on the other side, a good pitcher himself for Atlanta. Did you see what Oakland did this weekend? They had their 50-year anniversary of the 72 World Series uh-huh. team back in town to honor them for the whole weekend. Yeah. They got swept. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what Oakland baseball is all about. Under there, Oakland and Atlanta. Two more in baseball. Playing against the streak again. Boston, minus 124 uh, at the Angels. What's it at 12 now? At 12 Jeez. for the Angels. And we wrap it up. We'll go late night. Give me the Mets with Taiwan Walker, who's been good mm-hmm. since he's come off injury mm-hmm. for them against you, Darvish, who's been, he's been you, Darvish, right? You watch him sometimes, he's great. You watch him on there as he's shaky. You're right north of four, though, on the season for Darvish. I will take the Mets plus 116. Mets are playing incredibly well right mm-hmm. now. Split the series with the Dodgers. Took game one of that set last night uh, at, uh, at Petco. Well, that's going to do it for us here today. Looking forward to tomorrow. Chris Andrews, we talked about those point spreads that the South Point put out. He's going to join us tomorrow. Cappy's going to be here tomorrow. Look forward to catching up with both of those two, and hopefully you can join us. As I mentioned a minute ago, Murph and Andy are an hour and five minutes away. The Fanatics are three in Cyclone inside Radio tonight, Des Moines Register Cyclone uh, broadcast tonight at 6. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.